Blog Talk Radio. edition of Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. And happy Friday to you. Woo. A little chilly on the East Coast. How y'all doing? Not too bad. How about you? Everything's good. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. chilly. Gonna throw mm-hmm. another log on the fire. Get the marshmallows out. <laughs> All right, then. Okay, what about you, Bobby Didi? Ah, well, you know, it's December, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, it is December something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's about hot, toddy weather now. Showing your age talking like that. Hey, that's what my mama used to call it. Yeah, Get yeah. a hot, toddy. Took me years to figure out what that was. But, anywho, let's get it kicked off, Papa Didi. So, um, mm. where are we going tonight? Wow. I thought about a few things uh, that's going on, but uh, one of the main things going on is the fact that, uh, I don't know if everybody's seen this, about what the, uh, just a preempt to what we may talk about later, these college uh Presidents, you know, and all, and, and interesting, all of them are females, and these are major colleges. We talking University of Penn, uh, was it M and T? Yeah, MIT. MIT and uh, and the other one. Uh, Harvard, I believe. Harvard, yeah. And what they're concerned about is that the ladies could admit that, um, you know, saying something. About about the Jewish community is a you know is a level of uh, hate you know and, and they they I think they 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 pussyfoot around with it because they didn't want to hurt any other race of people you know I guess they were trying to stay neutral but then the world came down on all of them for not you know not speaking strong you know oh, yeah 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 yeah. Well, I don't know if any of those ladies were Jewish themselves, but the question I want to ask is that, do you think that people should expect somebody that doesn't have a Jewish background to be that passionate about their their background? You know? And and speaking from a a black perspective, how many people go down with black people when they're they're in the trenches of uh, hatred? You know, so it just. But the question I'm asking is, uh, and the, the the president from University of Penn, they're trying to fire her, or at least they held a meeting because one of the donors was about to 
donate, I heard, $100 million to the college, and he's holding back, or they're holding back that until they figure out what's going to happen with the president. But like I said, do you think the people that aren't Jewish should be so pro-Jewish because that's what's popular? You know, what do you think? I don't know. I think that's a sticky topic because I do think that the universities have the responsibility to first and foremost keep the place safe. Right, for everybody. For everybody. 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 And, And when it gets to the point that people are getting very aggressive in their viewpoints to where, uh, you know, where people are being threatened on campus, where students are feeling like, you know, for the Jewish students that wear the, I forgot what it's called, that hat, what's it called, a yarmulke? That wear some, you know, the little round hat that some Jewish people mm-hmm. wear. Right, 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 right. That they feel like they can't even safely do that for fear of some kind of violence or retribution right. Oh yeah, well definitely. Or harassment. Oh yeah, we definitely. Nobody should have to walk on eggshells. Yeah, and, and I think you sure. know that that's what it's come down to. Yeah. And it's a the the battle is well, what happened to free speech? freedom of speech and all. So on the one hand, yeah, you can say what you want, but by the same token, if somebody was was making a a negative, leaning toward violent comments about black people, at some point that would have to cross the line between what can you say under freedom of speech and what becomes threatening. You know, if somebody put up posters saying death to black people. Or hang nooses. Yeah, hanging stuff. nooses and all which, that kind of stuff. Which happens all the time. That becomes threatening. Mm-hmm. And I don't see these university presidents doing a whole lot about mm-hmm. when black people were under attack. They just say, well, we don't know who hung up the noose or whether the noose, well, maybe this was a random act or maybe this yeah. was something that. Uh, we're investigating. We're investigating. Yeah. It's still under investigation. We'll get back with you. So, I just think, you know, that you have to be very cautious in what you allow to be considered freedom of speech and what becomes threatening. And I don't know how you find where is the happy medium of that because it becomes something that becomes like relative, like what you feel is threatening might not be threatening to somebody else. I think that's what the president was trying to project. Mm Mm-hmm. She was. They were saying, but I don't think they wanted to step on anybody's toes, you know, because the the, the people of a Palestinian uh, background have their own views of things, and they go to the same college. Mm-hmm. So if she would have went in there and and spoke, you know, strongly for that particular group, it, it, when she got back to the college, the other group would have been all up her ass. So I yeah. think she was kind of trying to avoid going home to the bullshit, you know. Yeah, you can't be very so. much pro one thing and not be considered anti something else, but even if you aren't. That's what they were. The presidents weren't trying to throw other people under the bus, but then the whole world came down on them saying, They sure did. They go, oh, why are you, you know, what do you think, Kelly? You're awful quiet over there. Um, I'm trying to follow, um, you know, what you guys are referring to. So you're saying that these colleges or just, you know, I'm still trying to understand. No, what happened, let me me explain to you. Let me explain to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Three of the major colleges, okay, uh, MIT, Mm -hmm. University of Penn, 
and Harvard. Okay. They all went up okay. to one up. They all went. You know, they different people go go up and uh, face Congress or face judicial okay. just oh, to yeah. talk about uh-huh. things that are going on because there's been a lot in the news about the Jewish community being attacked and everything um, right. on campus and all and and people coming down on them. So mm-hmm. some of the representatives in Washington were questioning the presidents, and they were all females, mind you, okay? I just want to put that out mm-hmm. there also because, you know, okay. that speaks on the, emotion, on the emotional level, you know, uh, of things. Um, when they were asking direct questions about do you feel that people threatening, you know, Jews are, you know, a, a hate situation, and they didn't come back and say hell yeah kind of thing just to just to paraphrase. Mm-hmm. They didn't talk mm-hmm. strong. They were like, well, you know, it depends on you know. They were kicking the can, but they weren't kicking the can because they was avoiding it. I think they were kicking mm-hmm. the can because they're Palestinian students on that campus as well. And okay. I think that those, those presidents represent everybody and black people on there and, and gay people and everything else is on that. That Asians, Hispanics, right? And who I fault really is the Congress people, because they were asked, they were talking real aggressive when they they were beating them up. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me you don't think that I'm like, wait a minute, you're here for an inquest, which is supposed to be a peaceful inquest? I think that, and then mm-hmm. you could have had a Congress person that was of a Jewish nature, so therefore she was probably taking it personal, you know? You ask mm-hmm. somebody, how do you feel about somebody talking about Jews and you're Jewish yourself? Damn, you got the whole oh, place man. blanketed. You know what I mean? So, so when they wow. didn't answer it like like mm-hmm. the, some of the congressmen wanted to, and I don't know what the mm-hmm. what the religious belief is of the of the uh, congressional people asking the questions, but they sound like they were very Jewish sympathetic, which is their choice, you know. But right, they right. they expected the presidents to say an answer that they were looking for, and when they didn't. Right. They were trying to stay on the fence of being, you know, on the right side of all the people they're representing at the college, and they got pissed off. And now, in Pennsylvania, the new governor, he all he jumped all on the president from University of Penn because University of Penn is in Philadelphia. He's mm-hmm. saying, "Well, I can't believe that because he's Jewish." Mm-hmm. So the governor of of, of Pennsylvania, he's Jewish, so he jumped on the president saying, "I don't know." He said, "Well, I got I I, I have no horse in the race." far as what they do with her but and but he's everybody that has a mm-hmm. uh a favorable jewish disposition is coming down mm-hmm. on people and i'm like well damn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we all it's every crazy. race in the world religion is, is all we all fucked up right now yeah, so who, who, and, who's taking first and place think, on the race of, i'm sorry go ahead well, forgive me right no i'm just saying i just think it just seems like things escalate around the holidays um just I think today or uh, yesterday, I saw how they were knocking down the, um, I forgot what they call it, the thing for Hanukkah. Yeah, the manure. Um, somebody hit, right, somebody had knocked that down in a, a particular mm-hmm. community. And I'm like, y'all have nothing else better to do. Um, yeah. You know, I just don't understand why these people of other races, I mean, I, I doubt if it's the same race or or, or, or uh, you know, type of people doing those types of crimes. I doubt it. But it just seems like other people that are not Jewish or whatever, they, they just tend to just do crazy stuff. I mean, look, look at the um, Koreans. They're being attacked as well. 
So I think at this point, uh, this will call off everybody. Everybody's being attacked. I mean, you know, exactly. black. we had the, the George Floyd thing. I mean, come on now. I mean, around that time. So, yeah, everybody's tensions is heightened. And it just seems like it gets worse around the holidays. And, and that's mm-hmm. why, you know, people don't like going anywhere. I don't, I really don't like traveling on the holidays because people just act so crazy, you know. Yeah, there's, you're right there's about not that. enough kindness. Yeah, there's not enough kindness in the world. You know, it's just too much hate, and, and I'm not understanding what's going on. Yeah, you know, not enough they, respect. Look, I, yeah, um, are, they, are they spraying something in the air? What are they doing? Are they putting in our water? What the hell is going on? Well, you know, it, it, you know, it's a deep, a deep subject. You know, I think that, um, I, you know, everybody when it comes to speaking on, you know, uh, the whole situation involved in um the situation and i'm not even going to say the name because that's a very uh sensitive religion you know based on the things that they've been through but we all been through things and i think sometimes people forget that because i think that that particular group has so much uh leadership in the world they run a lot of things you know they're in charge of a lot of things and the one thing that they're able to do, they're able to be religious and Caucasian at the same time. You know what I mean? So that gives them the double layer of uh, being able to do a lot of things that that are done. And and like Red Wine was saying one time, that black people are just black. You know? Nothing they can hide, nothing they can unveil or reveal. I mean, if I see a white person, I don't know if they're Jewish. You know what I mean? And I mean that sincerely. I don't know if you're Jewish. I mean, you put a little cap on your head and I have an assumption that you're Jewish. I mean, just like if somebody's gay, for example, I don't know whether you're gay. If you, even if someone, if I see a gay man, if he, if he talks with a little overtone of what people would consider feminine or what have it, that can give you an assumption. But I'm still not going to assume that this man is, is gay unless that's something that, that's confessed from his own mouth. You know, but in a situation with that particular thing going on now, it, it's become so, I don't know, it's everything that happened over there now is really breeding over here because people have families all over. And right now, the way people are being bombed, you know, the whole Palestinian thing, I'm sure, sure the enemy, the Hamas enemy is hiding around the Palestinians but the Palestinians didn't initially do the bombing that killed the Jews in the beginning. So you're you're bombing an area now where hostages are. How are you going to get hostages out of an area that you keep dropping bombs on? That's what seems so peculiar to me, and I'm just saying that out of a level of common sense. I'm not saying that to put down anybody that's trying to fight for their rights because they killed a bunch of their people first, you know, like in, um, you know, the movie First Blood, you know, I mean uh, – they they drew first blood, you know, and and mm-hmm. but the way that the Jewish the way that uh, they're going after that side now, going after the terrorists. I mean, there a lot of innocent people are dying, babies and everything, and and you can't be so mad at what happened to you initially because if we look back, we experienced the same thing with nine eleven. You know, when when nine eleven happened, we were so pissed off that George Bush right away went in and assumed that it was Iraq that did it. So we went to war immediately with Iraq, and come to find out they did not they did not have weapons of mass 
of mass destruction. And they made Colin Powell get on TV and say, we're going to war because they have weapons and all that. Come to find out it wasn't the other guy. It was bin Laden. It was the person that the Bushes put on the airplane and flew out of the United States that day. And they were the ones behind it going on. So the Bushes got it wrong completely, just like they got it wrong with Hurricane Katrina. When nobody got one in to rescue them, when they could have put a flat boat, I was in the Navy, you could put an amphibious boat, has a, a floating bottom on it. You could have put the boats up there at the river right there at Lake Pontchartrain and picked up them people right there. But nobody thought about that. And hell, I'm a sailor. And I know how to navigate the water with amphibious boats. You know, John F. Kennedy did it in them PT movies all the time. PT boats go right up to the beach. So why they didn't use PT boats to go into New Orleans is beyond me. Just like we bombed Iraq and find out that wasn't the enemy. So sometimes when somebody attacks us, sometimes we got to sit back and be cool for a minute. Instead of just retaliating, because mm-hmm. when you retaliate immediately with anything, a friend, a family member, or whatever, sometimes you got to be cool and, and assess the situation instead of coming back with the same damn drama, because all that does is fuck up shit. And a lot of our families are fucked up now because everybody wants to attack this person because this person says something from the cousin, from the uncle, from the brother, and the baby mama, and all that shit, and, and, and we're all fucked up because of that, you know? Sometimes we just need to be cool and let shit pan out because we all going to get old and die one day and none of this shit going to mean nothing. Amen. And that's all I'm saying. Hello? Okay. Anyway, that's our opening for the night. Uh, let's okay. get into the show. Uh, look, uh, wow. Okay. We're going to go to the rundown. Kelly, you want to do the rundown? Uh, real quick and let's keep it moving tonight. All right, Kelly? Yes, ma'am. Let's, let's go to the oh. I got two bosses tonight. All right, yes, yes, sir. Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, we just come. Uh, we get uh, more to you. Our end focus right. tonight: uh, takeaways from the fourth Republican presidential debate. Also, women uh, charged with attempted arson of Dr. King's birthplace. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, university presidents face a firestorm over anti-Semitism. Uh, uh, responses. Also, our cocktail of the week, I got a good one for you, a holiday cocktail. What's popping with Papa Didi? Uh, of course, we have to lighten it up with our weird news. 220-ton Nova Scotia uh, building moved using soap. Okay. Also, camera swiper caught on video. And the um, Disneyland streaker. I'm just saying with red wine, whose payroll are you on? Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kiss the list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with info. Hey, Kettle, what's poppin'? I don't know. I'm just living for the city. Well, let's check in with Papa Didi on the Pajama Party Show to find out. This segment called Living for the City? His, his own opinion about what's really going on in the city. And his other segment talks about what's popping everywhere else, according to him. And I don't want to miss that. Tune in every Friday night at 9 o'clock to catch Papa Didi for Living for the City. And for what's popping on the Pajama Party Show. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1 if you dare to challenge his opinion. 
or you can go to apajamaparty.com to listen online. It's always interesting and always entertaining. Don't miss Papa Didi on the original Pajama Party show. Call 914-803-4306 or go to apajamaparty.com. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Good wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, I'm going to jump right into In Focus. I want to talk about that crazy uh, Republican presidential debate yeah, that happened this week, man. That stuff is crazier than uh, A bit dramas though, that you see on, what's that thing, Housewives? Mm-hmm. Man, they were going in. Going so in. this was, uh, there were four, because, of course, you know, Trump has decided he doesn't need to be there. You don't think Trump he goes and has his own rallies and fundraisers, mm-hmm. and he schedules them on the same time and day as when these uh, debates are going on. That shows that's where he really wants to be. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff he's been doing. Mm-hmm. So the four contenders uh, debated in Alabama on Wednesday, all trying to survive the battle for technically second place because Trump is still the front runner for the Republican Party. So I guess they're all just trying to figure out who's going to end up in second place and hoping that somehow, by miracle, Trump ends up going to jail. And if he does, then they won't be in second place. They'll move up. So you have former uh, United Nations Ambassador Nikki Haley, who's been doing very well in the polls, building up momentum and whatnot over the last few weeks. Uh, They kept coming for her. Uh, all of them, between Christy, uh, I don't want to mess that man's name up, Ramaswamy, Ramaswamy yeah. and uh, DeSantis, they were all just coming for her, which is probably an indication that they are threatened by not her. Not so much Chris Christie, though. But we'll, we'll, well, we'll but they were still, you know, yeah, not so much him. Not so much. But it was really Ramaswamy and uh, uh, DeSantis. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> in the first few moments of the debate, uh, DeSantis accused Nikki Haley of not supporting the ban on gender-affirming medical care for transgender youth, and something that she denied. And then Ramaswamy came back talking about her support for Wall Street donors that have been, you know, back in her campaign and the time that she spent on the board of the Boeing company. He claims that that just adds up to the fact that you are corrupt. And then DeSantis piled on, and when he started saying the same stuff, Nikki Haley just smiled and said, I love all the attention, fellas. Thank you for that. Um, former New New Jersey Governor Chris Christie chastised his fellow debaters for being too timid to take on Trump. Mm-hmm. And then he compared Trump to one of those evil wizards from the Harry Potter movies. And as the debate went on, Christie ended up being the only candidate to really come for Trump because the rest of them act like they were scared to say his name. But Christie was not scared. He said Trump was a dictator and a bully. And Chris Christie said, I'm in this race because the truth needs to be spoken. Mm. Trump is unfit for the office of the president. And then DeSantis said Trump would be too old to serve a second term. 
That's all he was willing to go in on Trump. Yeah. Oh, he'll be too old yeah. for a second term. But then he turned around, and the rest of his answers were basically defending Trump against uh, warnings by Biden and, and some other stuff about how Trump would be a dictator if he was reelected. He was defending all of those kind of comments. So then Nikki Haley said that Trump had not done enough to stop the flow of fentanyl that's coming into the U.S. from China. And uh, uh, DeSantis responded to the topic of China. Instead of talking about China, he wanted to attack Nikki Haley and who's donating money to her campaign, which clearly has nothing to do with fentanyl or China, but that's where he went with it. So then Ramaswamy, you know, Mr. Fast Talker, high-tech billionaire, whatever, Mm -hmm. he comes in with all these extra insults and whatnot. He criticized Nikki Haley's foreign policy credentials, and that's when Chris Christie had lost it. When he started coming, when Ramaswamy started talking about Nikki Haley's credentials and she doesn't know this and doesn't know that, Chris Christie came in and um, and exploded and saying Ramaswamy was attacking her intelligence instead of her positions, and he called Ramaswamy the most obnoxious blowhard in America. And then Ramaswamy came back with a dig at Chris Christie's weight, and he yeah. said, do everybody a favor. Just walk yourself off that stage, enjoy a nice meal, yeah, and get the hell meal. out of this race. Mm. And all of this, I just said, happened before the first commercial. Yeah, it was crazy. This is how they were acting a fool. It was crazy. Instead of telling the American people, as they always say, Mm -hmm. what do you bring to the table? They got up there and fought like school children. Yeah, it was. Name calling and whatnot. It was just, it was ugly, and it's embarrassing. Well, you know, the main thing, the sad part about all that is, uh, See, you have to look at foresight, and the foresight of that is that one of them, not Chris Christie and not um, Nikki Haley, the other two, they're bucking to be the vice president running mate. DeSantis and Ramaswamy? Yes, they are. Mm. Think about it, okay? You know, one thing you do is when you lose your job, you look and see who replaced you, who who, who got your job after your ass get fired. Then you know who had it out for you. If it was somebody in a company that, you know, the person that was ratting on you and talking about you and all that jazz, the one that's sitting in your chair after they let your ass go. See, Trump doesn't have a lot of people that he can pick to do for him because a lot of people turned their back on him. You know, I was on a train today talking to a couple older white women waiting to pull into the stop, you know, and and they were we were talking as everybody was standing up waiting for a train to pull into D.C., and they were, oh, yeah, we hope Trump don't get in. These are older white women, so they were not for Trump at all. So mm-hmm. people have turned their back on him, because. Of, but then you got some people that are straight brainwashed that ain't going to change at all. They shit is just like, they didn't drink the water, the coffee, the lemonade, anything he was <laughs> serving. But the, sad, the beautiful thing about it right now is that I'm loving Chris Christie, man. I mean, this man, he spoke up for, and you know, when he spoke up for Nikki Haley, when, when he could see, what's his name, Ram, Rama? Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy. First of all, he got that Middle Eastern disposition, okay? So unless the woman is his wife, he don't give a fuck about a woman, okay? That's mm-hmm. just his position. You know, that's how they were raised, you know, walk three steps behind me. And he exudes that every time he talks to her because... <clears throat> 
his wife is in place and his children is in place, and that's the only the female that he gives a fuck about. Well, he's Everybody very else is condescending and very rude. And right, right, based I, on people that he has no no reason in for in his life. Office, well, he's quite a, honestly. Like I said, he knows that all he qualifies for is to be the vice president. And the same with Ron DeSantis, same way. Ron DeSantis is the same way, vice president. That's the level they're at. But see, Chris Christie know that he ain't got no part to that. He's the only one speaking up on that situation. And Trump is not. Now, first of all, how do you not be in a debate? How the hell did that happen all of a sudden after all these years? Yeah, how do you not show up? He is tapping out. He figured I'm I got already it like that. up in the right. Bowl. Please, I don't. No, that's not how this. it works. LeBron James still got to shoot basketballs in the mm-hmm. fucking hoop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mahomes with the Kansas City Chiefs got to still throw touchdowns. But this is what has been allowed to happen. Mm. But anyway, we're going to move on. I'm going to move on to uh, Kettle. Let's move on to In Focus Kettle. What are you focused on tonight? All right. Um, A woman was charged. um, I heard this. (laughs) This is crazy. Woman charged with attempted arson of Dr. King's birthplace. Why are you trying to burn down uh, Marvin Martin Luther King's birthplace? What is the significance of that? I don't get it. Um, Atlanta police uh, who arrested a woman who was accused of trying to burn down the birthplace of Reverend Martin um, Luther King in Atlanta. Officers arrested a 26-year-old woman around 5.45 p.m. Thursday after responding to report of vandalism in uh, process. Um at the two-story home in the historic Auburn Avenue Historic District. Police say a preliminary investigation shows the woman had poured gasoline on the property before people at the site stopped. Um, it goes on to say, we believe at this time she uh, was pouring gasoline on the porch and door of the home. Um, this quick action saved the jewel of our city. Um, video sh- uh, shot by witness and broadcast by local television stations show a young woman dressed in black pants, a black shirt, and black knit cap holding a large red gas canister standing at the front door. Two men from Utah who were in Atlanta for work decided to visit the historic home and decided the woman noticed the woman pouring a liquid on the bushes. Uh, They became suspicious when she did not respond, when they asked if she was um, watering the plants and other questions. Wow. Once they realized it was um, gasoline that she was pouring, they pleaded with her to stop. Um, so no other option but to try to apprehend her with the help of other bystanders. Kudos to them. Um, as they tried to detain her, she was actively trying to spark the lighter uh, to the property and bushes. Wow. The police report says the woman has uh, was taken to a hospital for psychological evaluation. Really? Uh, she's charged with second-degree attempted arson and interfere, interference with um, government property. Right, that is government property now. The historic site is now a museum and owned and operated by the National Park Service. Yeah, it's a cold. Wow. What, what is going on with folks? Well, she, is she having a flashback or something? Think she used to live there? This is crazy. I have no idea. You know what? I don't mean to come in if you don't mind. You know, my my view on that story is that I think that white folks paid her to do that. 
because that mm. there was a black woman now who looked like mm-hmm. she was kind of cracked out and drugged out. And, you know, people on drugs can be persuaded to do anything. Okay, so mm. sometimes we got to stop thinking that the story we see is the story that it is. Because right. all we see is a soundbite of something or what we see from a, a, a two-minute recording from a hard copy or, or Entertainment Tonight or wherever we get our news. And But, you know, you got Aryan mm. Nation people out here that don't give a damn about Martin Luther King's house. If they find a, a black person on the corner on drugs and give them $500 and a gas can and say, yo, can you do me a favor? Look, this address right here. They, now, if this person's on drugs, they don't know what that house constitutes. And they say, look, mm-hmm. just burn this up. Once you burn it, come back. I'm going to give you another $500. See, we got to think of who's doing this stuff. Because, see, when people, mm-hmm. not so much this person, but when people do other crimes and they're dressed, everybody dressed in ninja black to do anything. To project mm-hmm. that first thing people think is a black person. You notice that with mm-hmm. crimes? Whenever you see somebody hit a hammer in a jewelry store, everybody got on total black. You don't know what's underneath that black, but what do we assume is under that black? It's black, mm-hmm. and that's a goddamn shame. Because mm-hmm. people that do crimes now want to use our imagery in order to do their crimes. But mm-hmm. that's that's a thought I'm holding on to, so I hear it different. But mm-hmm. I think that somebody paid that girl to burn that down because... If that house mm-hmm. burns down, people that's in the Aryan Nation or uh, white hate groups, they would sit back and love mm-hmm. to see that house burn to the ground. And they mm-hmm. used the right, mm-hmm. and the, she was a black female yeah, that's what blew on drugs mind. that they just paid to do it, like and anything just, else. When, when I first heard that on the news, I just automatically assumed it was a white woman. When they mm-hmm. said a woman, I mm-hmm. said, oh, that's a white woman. Mm-hmm. But when she and was then the when ground, I actually saw it, I said, hold up. Is that woman black for real? Brown skin black, I was honey. done. She was I'm brown like, skin sister, black. Okay. what were you doing? Somebody paid her ass. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, that's what I'm going with. Okay. I'm not. I well, that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. you know, one I mean, one I have a good point there, Papa, because first of all, I'm, we've, we've never heard of anything like this. Uh, they're, they're burning down the birthplace of, of a prominent of, of figure. Exactly. I've never heard of that. And then, exactly. second of all, she's only 26 years old. What does she really know the significance of Martin Luther King? She has no right. idea, I don't think. And she was and drugged out. Stated, if you look at her, yeah. she was drugged out. Yeah. So, you think so? Of course. It would, I mean, if somebody offered you 500 if this girl if this girl was willing to suck my Johnson for $10, what would she do for 500 Think about it. I'm just saying. Yeah, it might have given her less than that. Ooh, right, exactly. Yeah. They're probably giving her less than I'm trying to be proper by saying 500. Mm-hmm. And it's a damn shame that that drug will take you to a level that when somebody throw a, few, a couple hundred dollars in your hand, the stuff you would do. Well, I'm just glad That's that amazing. they caught her and yeah. stopped her. Thank yeah. God. Those two guys yeah. were... Um, and she was slinging that... Those two guys that stopped yeah. her were from New York Police Department, retired... Uh, one the ones that took her to the ground. The Utah yeah. guys was the one that stopped her, but then the, there was two New York uh, yeah, cops two New York that took her to cops. the ground. Yeah, yeah. to apprehend her. Just so happened it. to be there. Oh, yeah. It was See, a blessing. God don't like ugly. She tried it, uh-huh. and God said, not today. Yeah, interesting. Not today, mm-hmm. devil. Not today. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it moving. All right. Yeah, this is the story uh-huh. we talked about at the top of the show. This is uh, the university situation president's facing firestorm over uh, their invasive answers of, um, you know, the 
the whole situation with that there. And like I said, just to summarize what we said before, the president of three of the nation's top universities are facing intense backlash, including uh, including from the White House, they're saying after being accused of uh, evading questions during a congressional hearing about <clears throat> about whether calls by students for the genocides of Jews would uh, constitute harassment under the school's code of conduct. And like I said, they respond by saying, well, we would have to investigate it and yada, yada, yada. And the congressional people was expecting a more authoritative answer. Yeah, something more definitive. Definitive, because these were actual presidents. They're the the boss. So, but when the presidents didn't come out because – and, and and I can I can side with the presidents in some respect by saying we have all different types of people on our campus, and when you're telling me to just like condemn people, people everybody's watching TV. The Palestinian people on the on 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 the campus is watching TV and what's happening to their family over in uh you know. Mm-hmm. In, in Gaza, and they're, they're looking to see. I mean, everybody got somebody connected to something has sympathy for that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and you, you can't deny that. And they, the presidents were were expected to, if they would have said what, the, what they wanted to hear, when the presidents got back to the campus, man, other groups would have been all up in their ass. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I put this example, I always say this here, and I'm I'm going to close on this here. If you go to a family court, for example, Okay. Now, let's say a woman puts a restraining order against a man. All right. Now, they go through their rigmarole in the courtroom about the restraining order and yada 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 yada. But at the end of the day, when the court is over and they both leave out of the, no, no matter what the judge gave the guy, at the end of the day, in most cases, the man and the woman that was in the situation of the domestic situation in the family court, they're going back to the same neighborhood and the judge is going out to the suburbs. Okay. That's how you can compare this situation with those presidents. They're telling those presidents to throw the Palestinians and the blacks everybody under the bus and answer this question completely favorable to the Jewish community and they hesitated by saying, I, I don't want to do that because I got all kinds of jokers on my campus. In the same way, like I just said, when when you're in court with somebody with a restraining order, chances are the person you got a restraining order are going back to the, to the hood. And the judge is going up to the top of the hill somewhere. He don't care what he imposed against the guy. So the guy is pissed off, and he's going back to the same neighborhood with the female. And that's how shit gets fucked up because people of different backgrounds and money situations and resources and things like that can issue orders on poor people, but poor people still got to go back to the same area. Mm-hmm. And that's what's crazy because, they, oh, wow, he ended up killing her. Well, that's because he lived in the same fucking neighborhood. And the judge saying, oh, my God, he killed her. Well, yeah, motherfucker, because you look at the addresses. He lives four blocks from her. You're opposing some heavy shit on her. Why didn't you say, you know, I mean, like I said, it's, yeah. the world's deep. Nobody's thinking. Everybody's thinking with their bank book, their their credit statement, where they are financially, whatever. Stop thinking like that, okay? Think on a normal base that you were when you were first born as you were as a regular person. Your money and your bank account does not constitute, nor does it put you in any situation above anybody else. Because we all got life, we all got talent, and we're all God's children. 
Remember that. Remember yeah. that, please. Amen anyway, again. I'm going to get off that soapbox. All right. So that's the end of that I'm going to put the soapbox away. Yeah, put it away. Until later. All yeah. right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back with Kettle and the Cocktail of the Week on the Pajama Party Show. Breaking news. This is Red Wine. So much goes on in a week. And here on the original Pajama Party Show, we break it down for you from our unique point of view as only we can. Get in focus with Kettle, Papa Didi, and me for our take on stories you might not have heard. Stay in the know. We'll talk about what happened this week right here on the Pajama Party Show. So tune in every Friday night at 9 o'clock on apajamaparty.com or call 914-803-4306 and press 1 to join the conversation. We're standing by to take your call right now, so give us a call, 914-803-4306 and press 1 if you dare. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa hey. Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Hey. Bonsoir. <laughs> Woo. Welcome back to the Pajama Party Show. It's time oh. for Kettle and the Cocktail of the Week. Week, week. What you got for <laughs> us this week, Kettle? All right. All, all this, this crazy going on. The... We need one. Yeah. Okay. Well, this one's a white one. We don't have a white Christmas yet, but this one is called the Sexy Snowman Martini. Oh, watch out now. Okay. The Sexy uh, Snowman Martini is a yummy white chocolate martini made in holiday style. It's a perfect dessert drink to serve on just about any occasion. Um, So the ingredients are one and a half ounces of cream uh, de cocoa, uh, one and a half ounces of vanilla vodka, or two ounces if you prefer. Um, Smirnoff vanilla is is quite good. Uh, three ounces of white chocolate uh, liqueur, and add a splash of cream. So we're gonna shake all these ingredients and put into a martini glass. And you can sugar the rim as well. Um, so you would sugar the rim first, and then uh, mix all the ingredients up, and then pour into the uh, martini glass. And that is the Sexy Snowman Martini. Enjoy. All right. I'm making notes. Sexy Snowman Martini. Got it. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that thing sounds good. I like a good martini. If you can uh, get sexy with it. Mm. Ooh, perky leaves. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Kettle. Uh, Papa Didi, you're up. What's popping? Wow. Uh, back on that soapbox. Come on. Yeah, pull it back out. What's popping? Right. You know, the one thing The one thing I want to do um, on that debate, I just want to thank Chris Christie, you know, uh, me being a I – have, I have a property in New Jersey. Uh, Chris Christie spoke well of uh, – Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, because, I mean, 
what's his name, Raswami? Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy was beating her up. And also, now, DeSantis really wasn't saying too much at all. He He sits back in the backfield. Because I'm telling you right now, I mean it sincerely, them boys, them two boys are looking to be vice president candidates. Mm. Okay? But you know the, the interesting thing about it is that nowadays, see, back in the day, and I don't want to tell my age, back in the day, in order for you to run for office, you had to give up your current job. But you, ain't, you don't have to do that today, okay? So DeSantis can can talk all the crap he want at debates and things like that. He'll still be the governor of Florida. Back in the day, when you ran for something else, you had to give up what you had. That's why the world is the way it is today, because everybody's still able to talk a bunch of crap and still maintain the hustle, mm-hmm. you know? So... But anyway, getting back to Chris Christie, they were jumping on him. He said, look, you need to stop talking about her. And what's so beautiful about Nikki Haley, when Chris Christie went to her defense and said, uh, stop picking on her. She's an accomplished woman. You need to stop talking about her. The look on Haley's face was like, wow, this man is defending me. And she had a look of a woman that was looking at a man's security or just a person's security. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And she just, she glowed with... This motherfucker is protecting me. And it was so beautiful to see because you don't see that kind of stuff. Because, see, Chris Christie don't have a, 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 dog race, a, a dog in the race at all for Trump, okay? He realized that Trump ain't his friend because back in the day, Chris Christie was the one that put his Trump son-in-law in jail, mm. son-in-law's father. Uh, Trump's daughter, what's her name? Um, what's the girl's Ivanka? name? Ivanka. Mm-hmm. Ivanka's husband. Her father, That's Jared. Jared, Jared's father, was convicted back in the day by Chris Christie when he was an attorney general oh. in Jersey. So when so they got history, they got history. So when when Chris Christie was trying to chum with Trump back in the day, Trump dropped the ball with him in the last minute. Didn't include him in nothing. Didn't put him in the cabinet or anything because he said I just was you know like. Like Stevie Wonder said, took me riding on the rocket and gave me a star, but about a half a mile from heaven, you dropped me down to this cold earth. That's what Trump did to Chris Christie. He pumped him up like he was going to put him in his cabinet, and he didn't. So Chris Christie now is saying, fuck you, Trump. Yeah, I put your son-in-law's father in jail back in the day because he was a crook. So now Christie knows that he ain't got nothing coming from Trump. He don't give a damn. That's why he don't want to smoke about Trump. The rest of them, you know, the one thing you can't do, and I'm going to close on this. This guy, I'm going to call him Wappy Swami and, 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 and Ron DeSantis. <laughs> They're trying to get a hold of Trump's 75 million votes. What you need to do in life is you need to create your own votes. You need to gather your own people. Why are you trying to bevy off of somebody else's stuff? That's, that's not being a leader by no stretch of the imagination. If you're trying to build something, build your own stuff. I mean, every, if every, in a big snowstorm, if every, everybody built a snowman in a snowstorm, everybody's snowman will look different. Just like if you go to a Halloween party, your costume is going to be better or worse than somebody else's. That's just a fact of life. No, nothing is going to be, you know, the same. So I don't know why these guys are so worried about getting Donald Trump 75 million people when you should try to focus on the people you can get. And Chris Christie is doing that right now. The way he's talking, he's convincing some white people to say, because you never know, the uh, the Iowa caucus is coming up. Mm-hmm. So you never know what can reveal from that. 
And Santa's trying to be cool. They're scared to death of Trump. Give me a Trump. I told you, DeSantis is a punk. Trump is a has-been. Now, I'm just going to put that out there. He's a has-been, and I'm not saying that on a level of this year, but come on, man. You shot your load. Trump is only trying to do another four years because Barack did eight years, and he only did four. You're trying to keep up with the black man. That is your main motivation. You only did four, and Barack did eight. So you're pissed because the brother did more than you. Always look at the cause, the root cause analogy. That's where you'll see the truth, when you go deep into the truth. That's when you find the real truth. So Trump's only p- Trump is still pissed at Barack Obama. I got news for you. Anyway. All righty. I'm off of that. It is. I think Trump likes all of the attention and the way people were giving him so much accolades and all of that stuff. I think all of that stuff is like a drug to some people. No, I'm just saying, some people can handle it, and then there's other people where it's like a drug. It's like celebrities go through it. When you're on top of the game and everybody applauds everything you say and do, Mm -hmm. and then when you fall from grace and everybody looks at you like, has been. I don't want to be bothered with you. Yeah. Some people can't handle it. Like, and they go out and do crazy stuff just to get people to say, hey, look at me. I'm still here. Yeah. Look at me. It's pathetic. Yeah, that's a whole other show right there. Yeah. Write All that, right. Write that down for the future. Okay, that's another show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, if anybody want to join the conversation, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306, and press 1 to get in the queue if you want to. Voice your opinion tonight. Um, we can't talk yeah. all night, so if you got something to say, give us a call. So. Yeah, if you're and if you're already listening, just press one on your phone and you'll jump in our box. And because uh, everything I say, I'm just talking. Don't if you disagree with me, say, Papa Didi, <laughs> you're full of crap. You're full of horse manure. <laughs> and put uh-oh, me in my place, uh-oh. please do. Please yeah, do. Me. Really, I love it. All I right. love it. All right. Well, it's time to get weird. We about to get into the weird news. My favorite segment, and I've got the first crazy story. So let me tell you about this situation in Nova Scotia. Uh, There was a former hotel in Nova Scotia that was moved by a construction firm using 700 bars of soap. You ever heard anything this crazy? Mm-mm. They used, I don't know where they got 700 bars of soap. That means somebody didn't take a bath or a shower, but Mm-mm. 700 bars of soap. Now, this uh, Halifax Elmwood building, which was built as a home back in 1826, and then it got converted into a Victorian, uh, Victorian Elmwood Hotel in 1896, was slated for demolition. Uh, back in 2018, but it got saved by the sale, uh, its sale to Galaxy Properties, who then announced plans that they were going to move the structure closer to the street and put it on a whole new foundation so that they could connect it to a planned apartment building. So they had this whole plan all worked out. But the building weighs 220 tons. And they were able to successfully move it by a crew from the S. Rushton Construction Company, shout out to them, which shared a time-lapse video of the whole process on Facebook, if you want to look it up. The company owner, Sheldon Rushton, said that the Elmwood was pulled 30 feet 
across the steel frame by two excavators and a tow truck. And instead of using rollers, they decided to use 700 bars of ivory soap. You ever heard anything like that? 700 bars what? of ivory soap to make well, the building. I don't know. You know, ivory claims it is pure purity <laughs> level high some. Made back in the day. Made yeah. The day. They used 700 bars mm. of ivory soap to make the building glide across this steel frame. And he wow. said ivory soap is particularly soft. To answer your question, oh, okay. Kelly. Making yeah, for yeah. smooth. And they said that the building <laughs> will be moved again in the future once its new mm. foundation is completed. Who so, knew? Who knew? I wonder who, who thought knows of that. Soap? But Look, who came up with the ivory, idea? Yeah, I used to use ivory soap, but shoot, I mean, black folks, you you get ashy after a while. <laughs> but that ivory soap is just too hey. pure, I guess. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. They say yeah. it's soft. They need to do a new know. commercial, ivory soap. You can move buildings uh-huh. with it. It's so soft. Oh, for sure. <laughs> there you go. You should be a spokesperson for it. There you go. Uh, hey, send me a check. I got you, Ivory. Yeah. All right. There We're going to keep it moving. Uh, Kettle, oh, you're okay. up next. What's your weird news? Uh, this is in Arizona. A camera swiper caught on video. Uh, Arizona woman got a huge shock when surveillance footage uh, showed the thief who stole her backyard camera was four-legged and what fluffy tails? Wow. Um, a woman named Esmeralda in Tuscan noticed on money that her three motion-activated cameras appeared offline. So she checked the most recent recording in each camera. Okay, on her phone. Three videos had documented an entire heist carried out by a gray fox. Woo, boy. I saw him sniffing and messing with my camera one. I went to the second video, which was camera two. Uh, it caught him with camera one in his mouth. <laughs> okay. That's when I knew, oh, my gosh, uh, I think he took all of them. Uh, so um, she shared the photos of the intruder fox trotting away on Facebook. It didn't take long for a reaction to snowball. She tried to search for the cameras, uh, which were a gift and cost about $200, but Saw no sign of them. She believes they are sitting in a foxhole. Okay. <laughs> but she says she plans to get uh, new cameras eventually. So you might even put them cameras up a little higher, lady. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's the weird news in Arizona. <laughs> the fox is the criminal. Yes, it is. Red fox at that. <laughs> I wonder what's the fox going to do with these cameras? Uh, maybe keep his baby safe. <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. That fox might be uh, <laughs> drinking that sexy man martini. He I got something be. going on. All right. <laughs> All right, Papa Didi. What's your weird news? Today? My weird news, I got to sing a song first before I do oh, the weird Lord, news. Oh, here we go. It's called, uh, <clears throat> it's the world that we share. Anytime, anywhere, it's a small world after all. <laughs> okay. It's a small okay. world after all. <laughs> anyway, okay, in Disney World, California, a man at Disney World was arrested Sunday after he allegedly went skinny dipping in the water 
of the iconic It's a Small World. Damn. Damn. Now, how many people in our listening audience have rode that slow-ass boat around It's a Small World? Which shows some real iconic stuff. Okay? Now, imagine that there's a man skinny-dipping, butt-ass naked in the water. Now, you know there's no more children in that place, okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right? So, shocking video on social media showed a man strolling around the attraction wearing only his underwear and glasses. This is before he jumped in. Okay? As a pile of clothes sat next to him. In another clip, a man is seen taking a seat next to the singing robotic dolls as music played on the ride. The song I just sung, it's a small, because they do it, they do the, right, they do it in, they do it in Spanish, they do it in Japanese, they do it in, in all, all, all languages, anyway. So, all of a sudden, a security guard yelled out, stop, stop, you're going to get hurt, stop. And he said, I need to stop, please, just sit down, sir. Okay, so the, the people, the, the different security are so a different set of non. After a while, the uh, a child yelled out, "Sir, what are you doing, sir? These are kids yelling. What are you doing?" Okay, now all of a sudden, now the man is completely start naked in the water of this small world. Okay. Oh God. The Anaheim, this is in Anaheim, California. The oh police arrested God. the guy. He was 26 years old on suspicion of indecent exposure and being under the influence mm. of a controlled substance, mm. according mm. to the Orange County oh, Registry. Man. The suspect was taken mm. to the hospital for mental evaluation. Young and okay? high, acting a fool. Young and high and butt-ass naked, and it's a small world. Mm. Damn. Mm. Wow. I wonder what mm. made him take that ride. Oh, that's where the people go. I mean, you take your clothes mm-hmm. off, and it's a small that's world. That's where everybody is. I wonder why. Like I say, why do people rob a bank? I'm just uh, saying. Why do people rob a bank? No, I, wonder what, I wonder what's his stuff small. That's what I'm saying. Why oh, yeah, would you think it's a I got small it. world? Right. Okay. Why do people rob a bank? <laughs> that's where the money is. That's where the money is. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to take a little CC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll take a break. On that yeah, one, like yeah. you said, Cattle, Puka just tripping. Like, <laughs> it seems like for no odd reason, they just tripping. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It might be something in the water, in the air. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Woo, all right. We're going to take a quick one, and uh, we'll be right back with, uh, I'm just saying, on the Pajama Party Show. You're in the right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party www.apajamaparty.com Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment Don't just sit there yelling at the air You've got an opinion? We want to hear it too Dial 914-803-4306 That's 914-803-4306 Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves We've got room for you at the Pajama Party And remember, it's PJs only, no clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. 
Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, um, I introduced red wine with, uh, I'm just saying. Oh, thank you, Papa Didi. Merci beaucoup. So tonight, I'm just saying, whose payroll are you on? Uh-oh. That's the question. Uh-oh. So we found out this week that there's a committee of people in Georgia that have taken it upon themselves to check the voter list looking for people that they think should not be on there. Now, these are the people who still believe that Trump won the last presidential election. Mm. Okay, so there's that. Now, there's also a lawyer who's tied to Trump who's involved in this process. No surprise. But what's most interesting about this is that the names that uh, these this little committee tends to flag on the voter list are people of color or younger voters. Now, statistically, people of color and younger voters are, like I said, statistically, more likely to vote Democratic, according to the local election officials. And those are the people that keep ending up on these voter challenges. Now, why would that be? Do you think it's possible that people in Georgia are trying to suppress the votes of young and black people? Say it ain't so. So then uh, I was seeing this uh, story on CBS News, and there was this one particular older brother who got flagged on that list as saying that his voter registration wasn't right. He got a letter that was sent to his barbershop that said his voter status had been challenged. Now, the woman who challenged his voter registration was this chick named Gail Lee, a middle-aged to older white woman. She claims that this brother improperly registered to vote using a commercial address, and she even took it upon herself to go to his address, which was a barbershop. She took pictures of the address to use as evidence that his residence or his you know, registered uh, address was a commercial location. Now, this chick, Gail Lee, never even met this brother. She had no idea that this brother registered the barbershop address because at the time he was homeless and he was a veteran of the Gulf War, still trying to get back on his feet after years of struggling with PTSD and alcoholism. But Miss Busybody Gail Lee had no idea about that. She was just checking people on the roll, and she saw, oh, that's a commercial address. He's flagged. So my question to Gail Lee and the people on this little makeshift committee is, whose payroll are you on? That's right. And what's up with your life that you don't have anything better to do than to be looking on the voter rolls trying to see whose registration is not perfect? What is your malfunction, Gail Lee? Yeah, this whole thing is about... You got people that are still in disbelief over Trump losing to Biden. And to all those people, I'm just saying, get over it already. And all this foolishness is not just uh, contained in Georgia. This voter checking thing is going on in Washington State and in Michigan, where in Michigan, public uh, records requests revealed a Republican official even conducted a field investigation going to people's houses 
to check to see if voters that were registered on the list were at that address. I'm like, y'all are doing too daggone much. What is your problem? And this this woman, Gail Lee, says that she's already filed 500 voter challenges. Get a life, Gail Lee. What is your freaking problem? You challenge 500 people for them to be able to have the constitutional right to vote because she believes that there's some inaccuracies, whether it's your T's aren't crossed and your I's aren't dotted or whatever. And to her, I'm saying, you looking for fraud? Look in the mirror because you're the biggest fraud walking. Whose payroll are you on? You don't work for the voter board. You don't work mm, for the state. For nobody. You're a retired white woman with nothing better to do. Mm-hmm. And now you're checking black folks and young folks trying to knock people off the, the voter registration roll. Girl, sit your meddling butt down. What is wrong with you? Get a life. Buy a vibrator. Do something with yourself. Right. Yeah, you're right. I'm just Ooh. saying, you cannot <laughs> say that people flagged were young and black by accident. That wasn't an accident. You are targeting black and young voters in Georgia. Ain't nobody stupid, Gail Lee. Maybe you, but ain't nobody else stupid. It's evident that this is just another attempt at freaking voter suppression. All right, let me calm down. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, if you're not employed by the state organization that is in charge of no, voter registration. Your ass is not on the payroll. Get the street money. Go sit down. Stop street acting money. like you're an employee. Street Go money. get a hobby. Street money. Street money. Don't make sense. Mm. Damn. This stuff don't make sense. Like you ain't uh-huh. got nothing better to do. Oh, dried up prune. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> you know, real get wine. Up box. Um, I'm going to pass it to Papa Didi. It's time for living for the city. You know, real wine, you, you in took the city. words out of my mouth, you know, but you, you're such <sighs> a you're such a nice person. You said just she need to get a dildo. <laughs> I was going to say that she definitely need <laughs> I was I gonna, you I did, was, real wine. Mr. I was going to say she need a big old black D-I-C-K. <laughs> Oh, but that would rock her world. If you want to give her a dildo, I guess that's cool. Whatever it takes Woo. to knock yeah, that man. pressure off. But uh, well, you know, but I'm, I'm gonna, black. you know what? I'm gonna tell you what. I'm, I'm gonna segue right on the tip of that, and I'm gonna take you back about five years ago, okay? Because we're gonna keep it short because our show is 90 minutes a night, and we'll be wrapping up around around 10:30 Eastern Standard Time. All right, now, um, what happened about? maybe five, six, maybe seven years ago, five years ago, a black little league team from Chicago won the United States portion of the Little League World Series. And the World Series, Little League World Series has two parts. You win the the American aspect of it, and then there's the international aspect. We usually play somebody from Japan. That's baseball, right? Baseball, yeah, mm-hmm. Little League Baseball. We lost to the Japanese, but we won the United States World Little League World Series. A little black team, mostly majority black people, on a Chicago team about five years ago. Now, just like what Red Wine, Red Wine just talked about, 
one of the coaches from the losing team took the time to check all the students on that Chicago team that won that championship in the United States on the Little League championship. And they say they found out that a couple black kids on that team did not live in the city of Chicago. They lived in the suburbs of Chicago. So at the end of the day, end of the day, they revoked their championship and gave it to the second place team, which was the guy that investigated the people. Now, on little league baseball teams, you got about twenty five kids. Who, like Red Wine just said about this crazy ass white woman, who takes the time to surveillance or check twenty five black families? to find out where they're actually living. Motherfucker, you need a life, okay? Those black kids beat your white ass fair and square. But you were so pissed off that some Negroes beat you that you went online and checked where everybody lived. 25 families, not kids, because kids don't own the house. The parents own the fucking house. Mm -hmm. So you went through 25 houses apartments and find out where all these people living. Nobody gives a shit where you living. So why are you caring about where we living? But see, they know that the black people ain't going to come back now and check where you're living. Because we ain't got time for that kind of shit. Which is so sad because, believe me, the crooked people that's always doing the accusing are always the most crookedest jokers in the room. The people that got the biggest mouth about pointing fingers at people, remember remember in life, when you point one finger at somebody, you point three fingers back at yourself. That's the old fable that goes back many, many years. And they took that championship from them black kids and gave it to the white second place team because they said a couple of them didn't actually live in Chicago. So what? You live in the damn suburbs. You're making a few dollars. You progressed from the hood and went to the You still live in the Chicago vicinity. If I live in Lansdowne, Pennsylvania, hell, it's only two miles from Philadelphia. If I live in Ballackenwood, Pennsylvania, it's across the street from City Line Avenue in Philadelphia. Okay? So you're going to chastise me because I done made a few dollars and I don't live in Silver Springs no more. I live in D.C or whatever the case may be, how close proximity things are. You know, when George Washington crossed the Delaware River, he went over to a town called Marsville, Pennsylvania. Marsville is two miles from Trenton, but they talk about Trenton, and that water wasn't that big. So when George Washington crossed the fucking Delaware, to all the pictures you see of waves and all that shit, give me a break. That's about three feet of water, and that shit's about maybe, I don't know, 150 feet long. It's about as long as a football field. But you uh-huh. see posters of, of George Washington crossing Delaware. Yeah. Give me a break, okay? We ain't going to go there. That's another show altogether. But anyway, like I said, let me get back to the thing I was talking about. You know, this investigated these black kids, and they took the trophy away from these black kids in Chicago that year. It was so damn sad. Just like that white woman you said is trying to take black boots, following black people, seeing where they live and what they're doing. You white hoe, what the fuck are you doing? Where's your life? And I ain't seen no fucking husband around you. Nope. So where the fuck was your man? Mm-hmm. Okay, that motherfucker kicked you to the curb a long time ago because he knew you was a crazy bitch. Okay? 
So I'm just saying, I'm gonna get off the soapbox and I'm just hey, I'm taking it down and that's it for living for the city for the okay. night. Okay. Right. Yep. They out here. They out here wilding. That's wilding. what I'm saying. They out here wilding. You better check them, Kettle. Y'all right. They out here wilding. Get them. Took that championship mm-hmm. from the damn Ooh. Too many things. Check 25 Too many kids things. to see where they living. Who the fuck took them where you living? Because they wilding. I'm telling you. <sighs> All right. Let's get ready to go to Hollywood. Damn. You ready, Kettle? You want to take, you take a break or... Uh, yeah. Let's rock and roll. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready? All right. Yeah, let's rock and roll. I'm going to give you a theme song. Ready for a theme song? Come on with it. Here we go. Hollywood. Hollywood. Let's go to Hollywood, y'all. All right. It's Kettle. All right. Um, unfortunately, we have quite a bit of death. Um, this month, um, just found out Ryan O'Neill, star of Love Story, What's Up Doc, and Paper Moon, dies at 82. Mm. Uh, he also played in uh, Peyton Place and uh, uh, Barry Lyndon. Uh, he was the um, father of Tatum O'Neill and uh, his long-standing relationship with Sarah Fawcett as well. Mm, um, he had one son, um, Ryan O'Neill, Hollywood's leading man in the 70s who earned Academy Award nominated for playing Oliver uh, in uh, Love Story. Um, and, uh, yeah, his son, Patrick O'Neill, he um, has some reflections on him. So this is the toughest thing I've ever had to say, but here we go. My dad passed away peacefully today with his loving team by his side, supporting him and loving him as he would. Uh, um, that was his uh, beloved son, Patrick O'Neill. Wow. This is in a lot of things. What's up, Doc? Paper Moon, um, A Bridge Too Far, The Main Event, and The Driver. Wow. His, his, wow. his uh, career spans a, a long time. Um, mm-hmm. So he had two children, Tatum O'Neill and uh, uh, Tatum and her brother, Griffin O'Neill, and Ryan O'Neill's children with his ex-wife, the late actress Joanne Moore. Okay. Uh, Patrick O'Neill's Ryan O'Neill's son with his other ex-wife, okay, Leigh Taylor Young. <laughs> he, oh, he, he's doing okay. some things. And then he was with um, Farrah Fawcett. That's what I think a lot of people remember him with, uh, yeah, Farrah yeah. Fawcett. But that was one of my favorite movies, Love Story, I have to say. Um, yeah, that was a good one. That. Yeah, that was a tearjerker. classic. That's a classic, yeah. Just like the way we were as well, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Um, also news, um, um, you guys are probably not familiar with uh, Ellen Holly. She was a stage and screen actor who became the first black star of a daytime television series with her role as Carla Gray in ABC soap opera One Life to Live. Uh, she died in uh, Calvary Hospital in Bronx, New York. She was 92. Um, oh, wow. Her whole family seemed like they were trailblazers. She was on the cast of One Life to Live in 68. Uh, Holly stayed with the long-running series through 1980. Uh, she returned in 83 and 85. And, um, yeah, um, I remember her now, now that I see the picture. Um, yeah, oh. so. She had a, a, a lot of trailblazers in her family as well. 
um, prominent force in local black community with relatives, including the first African-American woman to receive an MD in the New York City, uh, first black female principal, and the first black woman to be in the cabinet of the city's mayor. These were relatives of hers. These were, this wasn't her, but uh, oh. these were the trailblazers. Uh, the whole family was, so uh, kudos to her. Um, also in the news, I wanted to save this one for last, but I'll go ahead and talk about my girl, Miss Oprah Winfrey. Uh, she was, um, I know she was doing something different, but she opens up about her uh, recent uh, weight loss. The movie producer discussed on the red carpet at the world premiere of The Color Purple. Uh, she had to do uh, to, what she had to do to achieve her weight transformation. Um, she's 69. Go ahead, kudos to you. Looking good. Um, the businesswoman who has used weight uh, loss program, WW, which is the Weight Watchers, in the past has currently served as investor and board member, admitted to working out ahead of hitting the purple carpet. She said, I was on the treadmill today. Uh, dressed in a form-fitting uh, purple gown, of course. Um, she was walking the um, red. And some places they had a purple carpet as well for the color purple. Um, she starred in the original 85 film, uh, playing the role Sophia, which earned her an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, so now um, Danielle Brooks, she reprises uh, that role. Ooh, also yes. Fantasia's in it. And um, um, Taraji P. Henson is in it as well. So um, I can't wait till that comes out. Yeah. Um, you guys have to look up Daniel Brooks. She's getting ready to receive, um, she will be honored with the Spotlight Award, uh, actress at the Palm Springs International Film Awards for her performances in The Color Purple. The awards will be held on January the 4th. That's the Palm Springs uh, Convention Center. Um, yeah, in the color purple, Daniel Brooks revisits her Tony-nominated portrayal of Sophia, uh, forced to be reckoned with, of course. Oh yeah, Daniel appeared, Brooks is no joke. Yeah, she also appeared in Orange Is the New Black. Um, she recently started August Wilson's Broadway play, The Piano Lesson, with uh, Samuel Jackson. Um, I saw her in the beginning. She was a rising star. In I mean, look at her now. I mean, um, yeah. Did you see yeah. her in Mahalia? That Mahalia Jackson um, story. She was fierce yes, in that. Yes, I sure did. She, the mm-hmm. girl, can sing. That's yes, all she I can. can say. She can sing uh, in uh, it. Right. Um, and also, um, Donald Glover. He's going to star in a remake of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, that comes out premieres ah. on February second on Prime Video. Um, it's an eight-part uh, episode spy series, um, and it'll come out February 2nd. But uh, Hollywood, y'all need some new uh, material. Uh, we might have to send it to you. DC hey, Home Ball, we might have to send it to you. Because Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Smith, um, uh, Brad Pitt, and uh, Angelique Jolie started that. It was Man. pretty good. Yeah, but, uh, I yeah guess they it's killed it. the black version. Yeah, they did, I have to say. Uh, and uh, that's my Hollywood wrap up for tonight. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. That takes us down to the kiss it list, Papa Didi. You can explain what is the world famous pajama party kiss it list. That's the kiss list for everybody show their butt hiney. 
over the last week or so, and uh, we're going to just put them out on notice and uh, okay. put them out there. All right. I want to put on top of the list Gail Lee, that crazy woman in Georgia, checking people's voter registration. Oh, yeah. So she's on the top of this week's Kiss It list, and everybody in 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 cahoots And the crazy her. black woman tried to burn down Martin Luther King's house. Yeah, definitely. The King arson. For giving in to those white folks. I don't know what her money. malfunction is, but her. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to add Mr. Ramaswamy. Oh, God. For, for him showing off at He's that Republican debate. And don't forget uh, Ron DeSantis. Oh, and Ron DeSantis as well. And your girl, uh, she ain't, I ain't heard about this week, but she's so crazy as hell. Marjorie Taylor. Oh, Green. yeah. I'm sure she's been showing off. Crazy as a damn fox. Also, I, I your boy Santa, the uh, yeah, you said DeSantis, right? No, the other boy, George. Uh, oh yeah, George Santos. He after got, he, he got, got booted, he got booted. Finally, lying his ass off. They needed to kick him out of Congress because yeah, yeah, he was a liar. Congress, thank God, yeah. Um, but mm. also, I wanted to add. Uh, Dag, I forgot now when you said Santos. Now I forgot who the other one was I wanted to add. Oh, well, I can't think of it now. Um, but anybody else who's been showing off this week, you know who you are. Um, <laughs> just put yourself on the kiss of Donald Trump is a regular. So. Oh, yeah. He has a permanent spot. Kettle, you got anybody else? No, y'all covered everybody. And that Speaker of the House, too, he tripping, too. Oh, yeah. Mike, uh, what's his name? Yeah, he's trying to blare out all the people that... Johnson, uh, I believe. He's going to release the video of the January 6th attack, but he says he's going to blot out the picture so nobody else gets arrested. I'm oh, like, whatever. Well, what, what side are you on? Hey, whatever. I don't know. What I don't understand is why everybody is kissing Trump's ass. Damn. I don't even want that kind of power. They think he must have some kind of... He ain't got shit. He gonna put some, uh, put the whammy on. I'm for seven, well, anyway, seventy-seven years old. Give me a break. He well, we have shit. something for everybody on this week's Kiss It list, and here Kiss it is. my entire All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Kiss Hello. my entire Okay, we got rid of that one. We weren't going to do it one more time. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were trying to tell me something, Papa Didi. What's up? No, that's that's Red Wine, who we thought was an expert. But oh, that thing got caught in the loop. He didn't want to stop. Oh, listen to the alibi. 
to add to the kiss it list i don't know his name but there was a policeman in prince george's county who got acquitted for murdering a man that was in handcuffs in his cruiser i'm like how do you get acquitted you murdered the man and he was handcuffed how was he a threat so anyway i'm putting a black man too what it was is the man that got killed i don't think nobody came to his defense at the trial so they kind of probably yeah. felt like that he had a no self-worth. A black policeman murdered a, a black, black man. A black policeman, a black man, and and they acquitted him. They acquitted him, and the man died mm-hmm. in the back seat in handcuffs. He was harassing him and doing what he did to him. I don't know how that man's gonna sleep at night. But yeah, you know, how did he get acquitted? That's from his mm-hmm. life. But anyway, so. we're down to the last word. Mm-hmm. So, Didi, what's your last word? I'll go to you first. Uh, you know, my last word is. To, uh, like I was saying earlier, concern the whole situation was going over in the Middle East, and uh, I think that people need to take it down for a minute. I think that if Israel wants your hostages back, you need to stop bombing. You need to pull put a ceasefire like you did before, and get some hostages back. You cannot ask for hostages while you're dropping bombs. That does not have a common sense aspect to it at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be a voice of reason. I know that my word don't mean shit to nobody of, of any particular power on that end of the world. But there's no way you're going to fight violence with violence. You can't fight. You can't. You can't battle. You know, viciousness with viciousness. Somebody has to jump up. Somebody has to turn up their ass and say, "Okay, I'll be the bitch," and I'm, I surrender. You know, that's why white flags were put out and handkerchiefs on the end of sticks surrender and, and people should just surrender and make peace so we can straighten shit out and start a new beginning because dropping bombs every day is not a war if you got more armament than somebody else has then that's not a war that means you got more resources more money you got a better lawyer and you're going to win but you're not winning fair you're winning because you have more resources so come on back off the shit okay well, my last word is if people like Miss Gail Lee would take time to reflect on self, you wouldn't have so much time to do things like what you're doing, picking people off the voter registration. That's not right. People died for the right for people to be able to vote, especially people of color. So back off of that stuff. Yeah. That's my last word. What's your last word, Kevin? Wow, yeah, I got some serious last words. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess mine is about family. Um, you know, just because it's the holidays doesn't mean that we should check on family because of the holidays. Check on family every day um, or every other day if you got a spare minute or whatever. Um, unfortunately, I have to lay two um, people to rest this week. Um, this has been a rough week for me. Um, a childhood friend. Belda Carrington and my aunt slash cousin, uh, Miss Shirley Pittman. Um, so it's been a rough week. So uh, just keep everybody in prayer. And like I said, just reach out to relatives you haven't heard from in a while. Just text them. That's what everybody does now. Email, but pick up the phone sometime and just 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 check on them. See how they doing. So that's my last word. <laughs> That's a good point, and I agree. And condolences to those who have lost people, good friends, good family. It's been rough. All these celebrities that died this past week, I mean, they've just been going one after the other. 
Norman Lear passed away this week. That was another one. Um, I think it was somebody else, too, that passed this week. There's so many, I can't keep up anymore. But, like you said, Kettle, check on your people. Check on your friends. Check on your family. All right, we're going to wrap it up and say goodnight. Say goodnight, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say goodnight, Kettle. Good night. And good night to everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. You can find us on apajamaparty.com to listen to previous episodes and background info and to get recipes for cocktails of the week. So check us out, apajamaparty.com. We'll see you next week and we'll do it again. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, arabatechi, sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Party cool.